We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast the athletic thresholds edition of the pack a day podcast i'm your host jacob morley you can find me on twitter at jacob morley and I am joined by the RAS Packers Big Board King himself, Ross Uglum. You can find him on Twitter at Ross Uglum. And Ross, we're going to jump right into this bad boy. Uh, no small talk. Let's just do the thing, okay? We're going to talk about players that the Packers may have an interest in and players that we think they won't. And we're going to look at four positional groups. These are kind of the four positional groups I think – most Packers fans have kind of pegged as the four positions that we may see um, at pick 22 or 28. And we're going to focus mostly on just those two picks today um, because my list, I, I, want you, I want you to go over to my Twitter page and purchase the Green Bay Draft Guide so you can get the Packer people top 300 checklist where there's a list of 300 guys right in there sifted through this nice little filter and it'll let you know, easy to read. Who already did might, it? Who? No, Ross. Mine is. My, oh, you already bought it. I thought you're. T- I thought you were going to talk about your RAS board. I no, was no. like, hey, man, I took that. I took that to the next step, the next level. Ross, you walked so I could fly. Okay, that's kind of what this top three. Just say you is. stole my idea. Just say. Just say that. Well, I did. But. <laughs> I did, but but we'll talk about it here in a second because I think for these positions, it's more than just RAS for some of these guys. I think when you really break it down, like, yes, they like the freak athletes, but where specifically within that athletic profile do they really, really value guys? Um, so let's, Ross, let's start right with wide receiver. Uh, that's the position that everyone's going to want to hear about, everyone wants to talk about. And with this class, either the top guys are hurt, didn't work out, or don't really fit what the Packers have done in the past. Uh, when you look at these top guys, and we're talking, you know, top 50, top 75-ish type guys, uh, there are three right now that really stand out to me as guys that the Packers have um, really valued in the past, their athletic profile, um, you know, combined with their their tape. 
Um, so we'll talk about – I'll talk about those guys. But when I say three guys, Ross, does that seem to you about right? Sure. Yeah. As far as first-round guys? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, we'd be talking about George Pickens, Christian Watson, and Chris Olave. Um, oh, those are the three. Yep. Yep. But then, but then you got to throw C-Dub out because he's old. Uh, and you got to throw Olave out because he's light. And Pickens didn't run it. And Pickens and Pickens didn't <laughs> run it. Pickens didn't run a three cone. <laughs> Pickens didn't run a three cone. Which I tell is you what, something man. they value. Yeah, and that's something that I, I was on um, a Cheesehead TV deal video thing with Aaron Nagler. Had a lot of fun, and um, you know some of those same conversations. Like, yeah, there's guys that fit, but for almost every guy that fits. There's a question mark. There's a mark but. And, There's and, a but. Um, yep. That age thing will be interesting, you know, because C-Dub flying colors, but that would be the first time in a very, very long time that they burned a first-round pick on a 23-year-old. Here's my uh, theory on that and the way I think you could frame that. The Packers not have not spent their first pick on anybody that would be 23. Sure. Yeah. They could take him at 28 and say, well, we, yeah, we, that was our second pick. Right. That's essentially a second But like pick. when they had that, hey, I'll tell you what, though, when they had that opportunity, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll pull it up and just make sure that I'm, I'm giving you accurate information as I try to do here on the Packet A podcast. But, uh, you know, I was on, like I said, with Aaron and, and, and he linked to my piece about, um, the pandemic potentially putting Green Bay's age preferences to the test. And they have had multiple opportunities um, to do what we're talking about. And I guess they kind of in 09, they took 22-year-old B.J. Raji and 22-year-old Clay Matthews. That was, you know, one thing. But they did have the opportunity to take um, uh, Darnell Savage when they took Rashawn Gary. And both of those were real young guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – yeah, I think Savage is 21. Yeah, and and so was so was Gary. Yeah, and Pickens right Pickens right now is twenty. Will be a twenty one year old look rookie. Drake London is working out this week. He's twenty, young kid too. I I um, know, he, dude. I I tell you what, man. If he tests, and I was just talking to Aaron about this, and and this will be the last time I mentioned that interview I, for whatever reason. I keep interview dropping, but we we had a good time. Um, I just said if he tests. And, you know, if he meets their qualifications, man, you can just – if his, their athletic qualifications, I feel like you can darn near just run his name up there because you talk about it. And, and obviously, you know, they haven't done any drafting of of guys in the first round uh, at wide receiver since Javon Walker. But, man, um, Pac-12, big guy. You know, can block young, like multi-sport athlete was legitimately good enough at basketball to play as a true freshman at US freaking C. Like Ted Thompson is screaming down from heaven for the Packers to draft Drake London. They're like, take this guy. That's <laughs> he, him. That's yeah. the one. That's <laughs> he, the one. Yeah, it's him. <laughs> he is him. Multi-sport athlete from the Pac-12 who's young and good. Oh, yeah. That's our guy. Bang. Yeah. And that would be that would be a thing. And I think so looking at the Packers and what they've done at receiver, like have they valued freak athletes? Yes, they have. But 
if you look deeper into that and like specifically what are they valuing valuing here are the thresholds that basically I was able to come up with you you got to be 511 or or taller if you're that if you are under 511 you are a massive outlier for the Packers to take yes Randall Cobb yes Amari Rogers they both of those guys were taken as weapons I would say not necessarily wide receivers um, 190 plus that is kind of a hard and fast one. They haven't really ever taken anyone below 190. Yeah, Alave um, would be weird. Alave would be weird. He's close. He is close, though. John Mechie, close. You know, they're both yeah. – they're kind of flirting with that 190-type range. Um, four, five, six or faster in the 40. And then a seven, uh, 708 or better in the three cone. Those are all kind of the common common themes that you look at for these wide receivers that the Packers have valued in the past. And so with that list, yes, George Pickens, he's young, he's big, played in the SEC, didn't run a three cone. He's an he, he's he, he's he's an MFer. Um and <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean you come in as an 18 year old in the SEC, like talk to me about talk to me about that's probably almost as equally as impressive as coming in as a rookie in the NFL and playing well. And yeah. that's kind of what gets me juiced up about him is like this kid is not shy about the moment, about the, the stage, the league, doesn't care. He's confident, obviously. When you watch the way he plays, he's sure. not going to shy away from nothing in the NFL. No. So I think he can legitimately come in and play right away as a rookie and be a very impactful kid. So that's kind of where I fall with him. Love love his game. Um, that's well documented, I guess. Uh, Chris Olave is another guy. I think he can come in right away and play. And I think that's the thing with Olave – that so many people have fallen in love with Ross is like, he's kind of been put up on the pedestal as like the NFL ready kid. Like he's going to come in and be good. But with Olave, what I'll say with Olave is, but how, how good can he be? Right. Cause he is, he is smaller. He, he is under that weight threshold, you know, and who, and maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe who cares if he can come in and be a 1200 yard receiver, eight to 10 touchdowns every year. Sure. Sign me up. That's well worth a 22 or 28th overall pick. Like I would be, very happy about that. And then the last guy is is Christian Watson, who <laughs> helped with all the tools he has. He might be the best of them all. It, I said on the radio today, an FCS coach compared Christian Watson, as far as game planning for him, compared him to Randy Moss. Said, like, we have not had to basically game plan for a kid like him since Randy Moss. And that's – I'm not saying Christian Watson's Randy Moss. Yeah, but but he sure as damn well has the tools to be a really really impactful type of player in the same vein as a Randy Moss. When you just talk about how explosive and how athletic he is, um, so those are kind of the three guys. Uh, other guys I've mentioned, uh, John Mechie, he he's close as well. He's close on the weight. Uh, Sky Moore is another guy that's close. He hits every metric except he's just a shade below that five eleven threshold he's um, <laughs> five nine and five eight he's, it's it's more than a shade <laughs> from uh hey coming from a five nine king over here that's just a shade buddy just a shade underneath <laughs> uh yeah he, so he is he is he's a small guy and so you might just cross him off your list but then you get sure. into there's not much i'm looking at my list here and it green means good uh, green means good. They hit it. Yellow means it's close, and red means it's a massive outlier. There's a lot of red 
a lot of red here. I mean, you're going way down to uh, like Jalen Tolbert is is a guy. And yeah. he's like my wide receiver 18. So you're talking third, fourth round. Uh, Romeo Dubs is a guy that's going to run this week. <laughs> my guy, he Danny Gray. Much- Danny Gray. <laughs> 20, uh, Danny <laughs> Gray is... <laughs> which, is not, Danny, which is not even close, to, by the way. Not even close to Gil Brandt's most cancelable take of the week. Not even close. No, no, it certainly is not. Uh, pour one out for ninety-year-old Gil. Goodness, uh, yikes, yikes! Big. Yikes. Um, you know, Kevin. Kevin Austin's an interesting one. Uh, some character concerns coming out of Notre Dame. Um, you know, everybody talks about Alec Pierce. Interesting. Yep. You know. Guys. Alec Pierce, yeah, didn't hit it on the three cone, but like, I mean, it's, I've heard some people are going to throw the three cone and agilities at the combine out the window, and they so. should, man. I don't, and I don't know if Alec Pierce re-ran at the combine, but everybody I've talked to, including people within the Christian Watson camp, just because I have some connections there, are, are we're like, do not, don't, do not regard what happened in Indianapolis from an agility perspective with any. It was the last. Last thing they did of the day, guys had no legs, hadn't been fed. Like it just was not conducive to them, you know, doing that. And I think that's why you see some much better times at pro days and not because pro days are juiced and maybe they are and, and some of them are, but because it was just not a conducive situation for success at the combine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. With Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. The only thing I would push back on with that for like Trey, Trey Burks and Pierce is why didn't they run it again at their pro day? Yeah. They didn't. They stood on those sure. numbers. So to me, that tell that tells me they're like, yeah, that's about what I run. You know? <laughs> sure. so, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, which you know, which isn't the be all end all. These are the Packers. I, kind and, of and in general, too, I just mean that you know that those times were bad, and and maybe we just don't have a very agile group of wide receivers this year. It, it's entirely possible. Yeah, but the whole group did poorly, and then I heard complaints about the the basically the scheduling, and that was from by the way somebody who didn't run. Just didn't yep. run and then ran the three cone at his pro day. I mean, so it wasn't like, oh, oh man, you know, Christian ran a shitty time and then complained about the situation. He, he didn't run. So he was, you know, basically complaining on behalf of his compatriots, if you will. Yep. And I don't know if he, I don't know if he got better advice than others. I was talking to another media buddy today and we were talking about agilities and, he said, well, I think these I think these scouts or these agents basically told the kids that, hey, teams really just care more about 40 times. And to that, I said, if your agent is telling you that teams care more about 40 times than agilities, you need a new agent. And if yeah. and if teams care more about 40 times than agilities, they need a new brain because there is a lot more. Evi- <laughs> they, they, there's a lot more evidence suggesting that agilities are much more important than just straight line speed. And hey, I, mean, I, mean, I know, you know, don't scout like on based on just the elite of the elite or whatever, but like, you know, who are two slow guys with really, really good agilities? Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup. <laughs> just your, just your, just your two best wide receivers in football right now. Yeah. And like, I mean, going way back, Jerry Rice ran a yeah. four seven. Uh, yeah. His agilities were very good. Like yeah. so, I mean, it's the, yeah. the wide receiver position is more than just running in a straight. And what I like, switch. would I prefer a fast guy with good agilities? Yeah, I would. Of course, but but like I said, Coop's a six four six guy, and Devontae's a four five five guy. Like you, you know, and and hey, as Owen Reese would tell you, you know, them just being good at football is important too. But that short area quickness stuff—that's how you separate top of the route. Like that's how you yeah. get the defensive back the hell away from you. And another guy, last guy I'm going to say that I'm looking towards probably, you know, day three type guy, but this is kind of my day three crush. Uh, his name's Bo Melton, the wide receiver out of Rutgers. Uh, his tape, when you really dive in on him, first of all, he checks every box for Green Bay. Big time Sounds RAS. Like a, sounds like a Patriots guy. Yeah, he's got an awesome name. Uh, he does, and he probably would be good for them. Uh, but you look, watch that Rutgers offense, it's a mess. It is just <laughs> a mess. Him, him and Jalen – Rutgers program. Uh, yeah, in general. Uh, but so he, I think he has more tread on the tires than what he's shown. Uh, but let's move off from wide receiver because we said we were going to make this a 20 to 25 minute episode and we're already 15 minutes in talking about receivers. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump to probably another position that I think people have really kind of harped on for the Packers as a need. And that is that edge three type guy. Uh, someone, someone to me, Ross, that just, screams, screams from the mountaintop Green Bay Packers is someone that has been kind of falling too. Like people have been kind of pushing him down their draft boards and, you know, some would say, why? Why is that happening? And that's George Karloftis, who is the edge player out of Purdue. And people are split. People are split on him. Um, I I I get it to an extent. I I like his game a lot. I think he would be an awesome pick for Green Bay at the end of round one. Um, there are, you know, he's got the shorter arms. He doesn't bend the edge that well. 
he he has that weird open stance that you wonder why he like I mean it's kind of like he what the why is because he can't really corner but Green Bay doesn't really ask their edge players to do that and what he does do is he he hits the thresholds of what I have here for the Packers is six four plus two sixty plus and uh, a, a ten foot plus broad jump. So they love that density with the explosiveness, and that's exactly what Karloff just brings. Like he is a guy that yeah he's got the shorter arms. He's not the Brian Burns Gumby around the edge, but he will run through a dude's face to get to the quarterback. That's kind of his game. And he is a super good technician already with his hands. And only 21 years old. 54 pressures and 335 pass rush snaps. 90-plus PFF pass rush grade. And fine, you don't want to talk about PFF. That's fine. I don't care. Let's talk about the pressures. He got on the other side of tackles, period. Let's Let's talk about the Ohio State game. Burn that tape. That is not good. That that's where I think that's where when people come to me and say like, "Hey, here's where I have concerns with him," I can kind of say, "Yeah, okay," because they they really came after him with that open stance with these quick sets, and they were on him in a hurry. I mean, you even see like Jeremy Rucker getting up in his business, but again, the Packers would not ask him to come in right away and be like, "Hey, we're going to need you to do everything." So like, yeah, yeah, and I mean, come be look, the edge man, three. Off it, but but you know the at at offensive line university, twelve pressures at Iowa. Yeah, going against offensive line university, he had twelve pressures. Yeah, no, like I'm with you, man. I, I'm with, I'm just saying, I like him. I fall in the camp of like I'm doing backflips if he's a Packer in round one. Oh yeah, but I I do understand why some people have concerns with him. Uh, but when you start saying things like Boye, Boye Mafe, the, I, I think Karloftis is a slam dunk pick better than Mafe out of out of Minnesota. Um, so, so that's that's kind of where like when you see guys like him getting pushed up boards and you're not really talking about so, Karloftis, that's when I scratch my head and I kind of say, why? Right. So Mafe, this guy, nothing wrong with him, but he's a fifth year guy. And here's his pressures. 2018, 11. 2019, 17. 2020, 15. This is not in a game. This is in a season. 2021, 42. And that's fine. Give him his flowers for his 42 pressures as a 23-year-old. I'll take the 55 pressure guy who was 21. And by the way, who was a straight-up gangster as a 19-year-old true freshman? Have I ever told? Have I did, have I ever talked about Carlatis's first game in college? No. Talk about it, Ross. At Nevada, at Nevada, and I get it. It's Nevada. This is a true freshman. Eight quarterback hit hurries. Five quarterback knockdowns, one quarterback sack, 14 pressures. First game on so the road out, at Nevada. So he out-pressured Mafe. Entire season game. as yeah. a true freshman. And Boye Mafe, with him, he's he's a circuit guy, right? Like he blew up the combine and had a yeah. really nice senior bowl week. And like yeah. that's great and, and that's good stuff. 
And if the, if he ends up being a Packer, which I don't think he will, but and I roll, roll with him all day in the second round. Yeah, sure. like if it's Maybe. Lewis, if it's if it's Drake London and Lewis seen in the first round, and they come around at fifty three or fifty eight with Boye, okay. Now, you know I've got guys on my board, you know where I I'd, I'd be more like Ebakite um, from uh, Penn State. Benito from Oklahoma, take the flyer on David Ojabo, try and put his Achilles tendon back together. Even Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson, I, man, the more I watch of Drake Jackson, I know he's little, but the more I watch of Drake Jackson, he's man. Not, he, he's not little. Drake Jackson, he's he's 6'3", 270. You see, he put on like 20 pounds between Excuse his, me? Pro day, his pro day and the combine. He tested at his pro day at two. Six like two sixty eight, two sixty nine, and ran like a seven second three cone. I wish I could screen grab your face right now. Yeah, so like I, I'm look, I'm looking at him. The only di- the only disqualifier he has is he's six three, and that's not a disqualifier. He, that's a yellow box, right? That's like a yeah, well, whatever. Like we like, prefer to be six two and a half. Yeah, it max. Right. And so play was six two and a half max. Yeah. I, and so, yeah, and, and Drake Jackson's all got all the stuff too. So, like, he's a guy that I think I think uh, Trevor Sikama said. I don't, gosh, I don't know what he was on, but just was talking about him saying like I think he's the most underrated player in this draft class, bro. And you look, oh he's my god, six oh three oh two seventy three, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I thought he was, I thought he was a little. Now, obviously, look. If I'm just going to pull up his bio from last season, because you got to hope. So it says 6'4, which is a standard extra inch from a college sports information department. That's not weird. 6'4, 250. So obviously, you have to ask yourself can, can he play with the same twitch after adding 23 pounds? If the answer is yes, if the answer is yes, he's a first round pick. He tested at like look at his pro day numbers at that. Yeah, I know. That's when he that's when he did the shuttle, the three cone broad were all very good at that weight. So I don't see any reason why he can't. And I don't know, I don't know how you gain twenty pounds in like two weeks either. But whatever, man. I mean, he came in at a very big weight, so he's a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were with me in Sioux Falls. I can do it. <laughs> let us stay at the let's let us hang out at the tiki bar for a few days. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Boneless wings, pizza, and chicken. Let's go. Uh, yeah. So he's another guy. Uh, another one that checks a lot of boxes for the Packers is Sam Williams from Ole Miss. Um, he's Check got a checker checkered pet big time checkered pass, and he's twenty three. Uh, but as far as athletic and size, weight, all that stuff, yep. Uh, he's there. Dominique Robinson is a, is a name to keep an eye on. He checks every box. He's the Miami of Ohio edge guy, day three type dude, but he's an athletic freak with that size length that they like. Um, guys in this class, you know, there there are day two and three guys that I think are out there, and there are more, but you're going to have to buy the buy the guy to see it. Uh, Tr- Trayvon Walker hits everyone as well. He might not be there. He ain't going to be there. Which is, <laughs> he ain't gonna honestly, be there. honestly, that's fine. I don't yeah. want that project. Um yeah. He might, he might hit. He might be Rashawn Gary in three years, but I already went through that once. So, uh, all right, last last little bit before we get going here yep. is uh, is another position that 
I think they've had, you know, we're going to kind of gloss over safety because I don't think they really have like a hard and fast threshold for the safety position. When you look at what they've done in the past, I think they just, uh, they prefer athletes, obviously, but I think they just look more at like what's between the ears for that. Uh, so as far as offensive line, let's just look at offensive tackle because those are typically the guys they target anyways, even if they think they can't play tackle. Um, but a guy that I think everyone needs to kind of keep an eye on is Sean Ryan. Uh, he is the offensive tackle from UCLA. Just just missed out on kind of their th- their shuttle threshold. Um, but he's a guy that I think is going to kick inside in the NFL. Yeah, um, me too. And, he, and, he, and he played tackle at UCLA, and he hits all their measurables. 21-year-old kid. Um, he kind of screams Green Bay Packer to me. I've heard some even – like some of his evals as a uh... – Center, even, mm-hmm. and not that they sure. need another center because they don't. But, um, but if you're looking at, and, and I think he's a third or fourth round pick, you know, day two, day three type guy. And if yeah. you can get someone in that range that's going to come in and you know replace Lucas Patrick, be that guy that you're comfortable playing at all three interior spots. Like they want a guy like that. He could potentially yeah. be him. Uh, Zach Tom is the other guy that everyone always throws out because he hits every single measurable and. um our buddy Owen Reese also said the same thing to me. He's like, I think he's a center in the NFL. Um, so you kind of see those guys play tackle. Uh, you you really liked uh, Kellen Deesh. Is, that, is yeah. that correct? The Arizona Arizona State kid? The only thing I'll uh, say about Kellen is I don't think he can play inside. I think he's too lean. I think he's a tackle all day long. And if that's fine, that's fine. I just – I don't like – I think and, – and, and I feel the same way about the Willetsko kid from UND – um, I don't think either of those guys have the weight in the seat of their pants to play any guard. Uh, and there are guys that I think do. Um, you know, I, I think obviously uh, like Abe Lucas probably could pull it off. I think Trevor Penning could pull it off. Um, but but that's that's the thing with Deesh is I, I really do think he's a tackle. Yeah, and he's he's twenty. He'll be a twenty four year old rookie, uh, and. His three cone would be the slowest three cone they've ever drafted in the last decade. Uh, so there's that. Uh, and then another guy that hits every box is Ryan Ryan Van Denmark. Um, I'm blanking yeah. where he's from. He's Greg a, Van Roten. <laughs> Let's get those yeah. three name guys. Get those Vans. Uh, but he's, he's a late round guy that that hits all their measurables. So just when draft day comes and you've never heard of these offensive tackles that they're taking. Um, Go look at their measurables and go check out the Green Bay Draft Guide. Go check out the Packer People Top 300. And I think you're going to see a lot of green on some of these guys that they're taking in these later rounds just because traditionally that's what they've done. Um, So that is it for us. Ross and I will have more draft coverage for you guys moving forward. Um, We always love nerding out about this stuff. But thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, go Pack Go. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? 
what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.